You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Priest. It's a lovely sunny day. I've got a, a retro villa shirt on, well, 2001, I think it is, if that counts as retro. Uh, I had a nice stroll in the sun this morning. So it's a nice day, isn't it? But it's international break and that's rubbish. Ash, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. Weather's good outside, and yeah, international break. It's just like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Um, They're boring, aren't they? I'm thinking about international break. Let's talk about Villa, but it's Wednesday. We're like three days into it. I'm already fed up with it. I know. Um, Um, But yeah, uh, Thursday, Matty Cash against John McGinn. That could be a bit lively, but um, mm -hmm. nothing much to chat about, really. Uh, a few of the youth lads are in action tonight at Warsaw, Dan. Um, Yeah, yeah. Irig Boonham, Chuck Mawick, and Aaron Ramsey, England under-19s. So I don't know if a few Villa fans are heading down to the Banksies later. That should be quite decent. But yeah, yeah, I missed a, an international break and we'll, we'll try and play through and look ahead at the season that, that, that's been, mate. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're here to do today. Something a little bit different. Almost a, 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 when I'm kind of scheduling these, I'd call this a filler episode because we're not talking about current day uh, Aston Villa, but not filler in the sense that we'd, we don't care about the content. It's just something a bit different. Yep. So I've got a, got some clips together from our pre-season predictions. So the episode that we did in the Aston Inn, I'll tell you what, I'd love a Guinness that we had on that, on that day today. That'd be, yeah. that'd be lovely. Yeah. Um, but I've picked out, I think there's six or seven clips that I'm, I'm going to play back to us and the stream and the podcast. Um, welcome to people watching live, by the way. Um, we're going to react to what we said, amend any 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 predictions we want to do, potentially kind of laugh at ourselves, laugh at Matt and James as well, because they're not here to defend yeah. themselves like, like we are. Um, and just like discuss what we said, how we feel then and how we feel now. So I don't really know what particular order to, to go with these. Um, should we have something like Player of the Year first? Yeah, go on. Um, do, do you remember what you said for that? Player of the Year? I don't know. You no. don't? Okay. All right, let's, let's roll the clip then. I'd like to think it would be an attacking player. Yeah, that would it has mean, to be, doesn't it? That would mean that mm. we've come out all guns blazing and that we're an exciting team. Um I'd love it to be. I'd love it to be Danny Ings because he scores thirty goals. I'd love it to be Wendy become because he becomes, you know, a real little gem. The next Benito Carboni or whatever, or a real kind of a real fan's favourite in there. I'm gonna go with Matty Target. I think he'll. Oh, that's a boring answer, isn't it? Compared to that, <laughs> I think he'll be really impressive. I think he kicked on. I was speaking to off my uncle about yesterday, thinking the first season Matt Target was here, you know, how he seemed to be overrun, knocked about, pushed yeah. over, yeah, yeah. and he's kicked on. I mean, he doesn't look any different, but the mentality, mm. you know, I think he's got what it takes, and I think he'll be itching to prove himself without that link up with Grealish, and I think he could be a real threat. And next to Target, Toro Mings, big year for him. I think he proved himself at the Euros. Came and he spoke about his troubles. About a bit of self doubt and that, and I think he'll come out after the Euros with a bit more confidence now. And we've seen it at the stage last season when he came out the team. Villa are a bit, a bit ropey at the back, and his communication on the field is, is massive, and that's a key part of why Villa got 15 clean sheets last season. So if he kicks on again, and um, Martin has a good season, and if they have a good season, I think the lads up front, Ings, 
you're scoring goals, you're keeping clean sheets, you're going to win a lot of football matches. Yeah. So, big season for Tyrone. It'd be interesting if he gets the captaincy um, over the coming days. So, yeah. Big, big one for Mings. Could see you watching that down the bottom of your face in Thorbolt, you were saying. So <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, that was August 2021 where we made those predictions. Uh, I said Buendia, by the way. It wasn't in that clip. Uh, obviously, there's still time for this to change. Player of the year. It's not going to be settled just yet. I don't think it's going to be Danny Ings for scoring 30 goals. Mm. I don't think it's going to be uh, Matty Target for his uh, his loan at Newcastle now. No. Uh, interesting there that James talking about his mentality and, and will to prove himself and he's no longer at the club. Um mm. You went with Tara Mings. First of all, your reflection on, on those guys' predictions there and, and who do you think it could be now Now we know a little bit more than we did back then? Yeah, Danny Ings. I expected a bit more from Ings. Um, five mm. goals and five assists from Ings from his 18 games. Not, not too bad, to be honest, Dan. Looking back at Danny Ings, I know you want a bit more for 30 million quid, but when he's when he's been in the team and he scored now and again, I know you want more, you want more, more goals and five. And, but he's chipped in now and again and yeah, it hasn't worked out for Ings this season, but there's, there's hope nine games left. He can go on a bit of a scoring run and, and finish the season really well. But Matt Target, yeah, I could see where James was getting at with that. Obviously, he was a player's player last season, wasn't he? Thinking, go on, then get yourself an England team and go, go and perform really well. Um, but yeah, Gerard weren't keen on him as soon as he come in, hence the, well, the song Luca Dina. And Matt Target said, oh, thank you very much, I'll, I'll do one. And um He's doing well at Newcastle, though, so I think mm. Villa will make a few quid on him in the summer. I think the deal's already there for that to happen, £15 million. And um, I think that'd be a decent a decent little sum of money for Villa. I know, I know you want more from, from a player like, like, like Target, but I think Villa need to start selling some players now and, and get decent fees for them, so Target will, will do that. I said, yeah, Toro Mings, yeah. I think he's been a bit up and down season for him, I think. I think Villa are stronger when he's in the team, but a few mistakes crept into his game this season. He hasn't been as consistent as he would have liked. Um, but yeah, yeah, it hasn't really happened for Mings either, to be honest, Dan. Hence where Villa are in the table. But um, yeah, player of the season, I think it's a two-horse race, probably with Matty Cash and Jacob Ramsey. Coutinho mm. could come into that mix. I know he's been, been sensational and with nine games to go, plenty of play for. But I'd say, I'd say, one of Ramsey or Cash, I'm probably edging towards Ramsey, given his, his goal outputs and his general play. He's only 20 as well, so really exciting future for him. So one of them two. What about yourself? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing, and I was going to split the difference by saying Cash for player of the year and Ramsey for young player of the year. It's yeah. a cheeky way of getting, getting around yeah. it just as, as a 20-year-old. But you know, as, as you're talking then, I think it's really difficult to pick a player of the season, and that probably sums up Villa having a pretty average season, doesn't it, to finish... Yeah somewhere between 9th and 13th or, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, so so not not the best. So there's a clip here about the youth prospects. Okay. And I've, in, I've included this because my question was, who from the youth academy will break through into the first team and, and make an impact this year? And I'll play the clip in a second, but nobody said Ramsey. I don't Same. know whether that was because we kind of already took Ramsey as red of as already broken through whether we just underrated his impact entirely. But I'll play the clip and, and then let you see what you think. You know, we'll see him in the flesh and he looks really exciting, Ash. So. Yeah, yeah. He had a really good pre-season, right? He's two goals, two assists from four games. Really stood out. Um, obviously, we're really interested in him as well. So, Villa got him on a, on a new deal. And yeah, Dean Smith said he needs to work on his end product. And I think his, his defensive duties are now really there for all to see. And yeah, we had a really good pre-season. I think 19-year-old and he'll be in around the mix, I'm sure. Like I mentioned, um, Carney Chuck. 
Chukameka. I think he's got that physicality and he's got that kind of real belief and that real swagger. I'd like to see him. It's going to be 10 minutes, 10 minutes here or there, but unless we sign somebody in that position, I think that this, somebody's got to go and grasp it. Yeah. Somebody's got to go and grasp it. And I don't think you'll get as many opportunities to grasp it as the senior players alongside him. But I'd just like to see what he can do. I should have said that first clip was about Philogene Bidace, who's obviously yes. at Stoke, and then Carney Chukwameka, we don't even know is going to sign a new contract or not. So, yeah, it's just strange looking back on that from from only August that those two players we talked about as breaking through haven't really, and Ramsey wasn't mentioned at all. No, I think we overlooked him, and yeah, I, 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 think, I don't think we rated him as highly as what he could achieve this season, but what he's going to go on to do. So, yeah. I think, I think, I think, Looking back at that, I think yeah, we didn't take Ramsey seriously enough, um, which is a fair comment, I think. And yeah, Ramsey's really kicked on this season. I think he's, I think, I think Villa fans have been surprised by his emergence, mm-hmm. knocking on the England senior door down last week. Yeah. Didn't talk about him jumping in in, in, in the group there, so that's huge. Um, considering he made his Premier League debut last November, twenty twenty, was it? And he's really yeah, this season six goals to his name could could end up as Villa's top scorer for a season. So. Gerard's excited about him. We've seen, seen him speak to BT Sport last week about Ramsey really, really showing show, showing himself and training and, and conducting himself. So, yeah, I think we overlooked Ramsey. I think we really did. But I was excited by Philly Jim Bidosh from, from the summer, last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, really stood out for me. And he's, he's doing well at Stoke in the championship, championship. So, we'll see what his future holds next, well, in the summer. And uh, Carney, yeah. I asked Gerard that question about Carney after Leeds in the press room. What's the latest with him? Is he going to sign a new deal? Um, and talks didn't progress. So I think Carney just wants to sit down and see where his future's at in the summer. I know Dortmund are keen from reports overnight. And um, I think he, just want, he wants to play. I think he wants it all now. He wants to play week in, week out, see what Ramsey's doing. But there's an element, just, I think, he should just relax a little bit. He's in the 18, Carney. Um, mm. Massive future, like we know. But, but yeah, that, 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 that'll get sorted out in the summer. But um, yeah, Carney's one big start against Brentford at home back in August. Did okay. I think he's made eight substitute appearances, so he's ticked along quite nicely. He'll get, he'll get to 10, 12 appearances before the season's out, probably. And yet, who knows, Gerard could chuck him in for the games as, as the season ticks down, Dan, to have a, have a yeah. really good look at him. And yeah. um, we'll see. Um, yeah, some, some important talks to be had in the summer regarding Carney. And we'll see what happens with, with Philogene Bedos as well. There's a part of me as, as a supporter here talk, thinking that as much as any player could be as good as they, they could be or, or are, whether that's you know ability now or potential, if there's any kind of rumours, and it is only rumours about contracts and not quite wanting to be be here, you know, not sure whether this is the right thing and that kind of stuff, I think get rid of them. <laughs> I'm yeah. quite ruthless about it. I want people invested in Aston Villa to, to, and invested in the idea of where, where things are going to, to play here. And I'm not suggesting that Carney Chuckermaker might, might not be, once these rumours about you know, why a contract might not be signed start to, to flare up, I kind of think, I'm not quite sure. Tim, you're opening, signed a contract last week, I think exactly. it was. And you think, okay, that was sorted quickly, he's here, move on. Carney's dragged on and dragged on. I was the kind of think, oh, I'd be ruthless, get rid then if, he, if he's not fully invested. But yeah, you don't want to let a good player go if you, if you don't have to. So hopefully that is resolved and benefits Aston Villa going forward. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we seen what happened with, with Tim Oric Brunham last week, twenty twenty seven. That he's contracted to yeah. now. I think Villa learned from their mistakes with Carney previously. But yeah, I think Villa were fully expecting Carney to sign his his new deal on his eighteenth birthday last October. Didn't happen. Wanted some assurances over his game time, and 
I think he's look, looking out for number one himself and you'll see where his future lies in the summer when, when talks happen again. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Ball's in his court, obviously. Villa really wanting to sign. Gerard's told me that as well. Mm. But um, it'll be up to him. And For me, Dan, I, I think Villa's a good club to be at if you're a young player. Working under Gerard as well. Gary McAllister, excellent midfield player in his day as well. So, and yeah, I think Gerard's keen to give youngsters a chance. Look what he's done with Ramsey. He's kicked him onto a new level. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, balls in Carney's court, and we'll see what happens with that one. Let's go for underrated player of the season. I think, to be fair, you've come out of this one quite well. Which player is most underrated as it stands that could go on to have an important role next season? Nakamba. Finished the season last season well, and he started pre season really well. Gone under the radar. People won't have, won't have him in their starting 11s, but I think he could have a really good season. I think he's important to, to Villa. He's the only defensive minded midfield man in there, and he's done well over pre season, and that bodes well. and We'll see, but I think well, you asked me that question. My instant feeling was Nakamba. I think he could have a good season. Yeah, I was going to say uh, even Nakamba or Traore. I think mm. you know he was absolutely you know dynamite at some point, <laughs> some seconds last season. <laughs> um, but when the fans came back against Chelsea, he just seemed to that like, just thrive, and you're like, Where, you know, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? But um, Nakamba, I think, is the uh, honest to God answer. I mean, there's a there's a role there open for him to take, whether yeah, he does great. it or not, is up to him. But you know, he could. Talk Villa out of making a sign in here. Probably try all right, to be honest, because I think we've got that excited about the attacking options yeah. that we've got available. He's not going to want to suddenly disappear into the background, to be honest. So I think he's going to face a challenge to get to get into the starting lineup. But I think if he's coming on for 15, 20 minutes at the end of games, I think he'll be busting a gut to make an impact. You know, said so many times during the podcast last season that you know flaky wingers not not delivering enough. And then you look at the numbers that he posted in his first season yeah. back in the Premier League uh, and gave us the sense that there was still more to come from him. Uh, so I don't think he's going to want to lie down and, and be forgotten about. I think he could still have an impact. I think you could copy and paste everything you just said there about El Ghazi as well. Unless yeah. he's the one that ends up leaving. A little caveat at the end there to say El Ghazi might leave to, to get Love me that. out of the hole. Um, yeah, Troy not happen for him. I think seven seven appearances, six off the bench injuries yeah. as well is a big, big problem for him. Um, I want to like him, but we don't get to see enough of him to, to make that judgment. Uh, and Nakamba, again, at, at one stage, I know he's been injured for a long time now, but he was performing well above what most people thought he probably could in that spell when Gerald took over. So pretty good shout from you there, early season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they were linked too heavily with defensive midfielders in, in the summer. And I thought they were going to go strong with Nakamba. Obviously, the, the change of system didn't add three five two under Dean Smith, and the did really well. But it's a shame. It's a shame he only I think eight starts in the Cambers had twelve appearances before his injury, and um, I think he had four or five games under Gerrard, and he was he was the standout player. He allowed mm. the, the attacking players to flourish because Nakamba was there to win the ball back for you and just play it simply, and he really thrived. So yeah, a bit of a didn't Nakamba's injury derail in the season? Probably could look look back at that and say yeah, I think probably so. did. Um, so yeah, good good shout. Yeah, I quite like Nakamba. Hoping he'll be over his injury troubles now and he'll be back for the remaining games. And yeah, Bertrand Traoré, like you say, Dan, we haven't seen too much of him at all. Back to back injuries just haven't hasn't happened for him. We've seen him briefly last weekend against Arsenal coming on. Didn't do didn't do a fat lot there. And yeah, just wonder about the, the wingers. Leon Bailey, another one. Um, how they're yeah. going to fit into this compact system? Gerard likes. Um, will they be Will they be morphed into number tens? Or, Unsure. I'm really intrigued to see about the summer regarding Troy Ryan Bay, whether they stick around and whether they've got a future at Villa Park. Because two very talented players, I think the cost, what, 
50 million pound between them mixed so it's a lot of money there to to spend on two players and We've both got real pedigree, but it's a shame we haven't seen too much of him this season. And yeah, it's one of them ones. Let's go to Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins next then. This is the, the yeah. clip that, that sparked the idea to do this podcast, essentially. Um, I saw it somewhere else about kind of pre-season predictions. I said, oh, no way we'd have said Ings and Watkins would be on 12 goals at this point. Like, I'd have been disappointed if just one of them was on 12 goals at this point, mm. no, never mind combined. So let's uh, go back, rewind six or seven okay. months and see what we said about our new striking partnership. What do you think? 30. 30 between yeah, them both. Yeah. Ash? I'll go 35. Matt? 47. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you We're getting my age now. Is that what's <laughs> yeah. going on? 63. Um, I don't know. Yeah, over 30 between the two of them. Yeah, Matt's actually genuinely calculating I'm just trying to just trying to think about Watkins it. got 14 last year. Uh, I think he, someone said he hit the post seven times and had three ruled out for the AR. So that three doesn't, rubbish ones doesn't as well, work like that. But yeah. got 12, then yeah. like Watkins could have got 20 plus last year yeah. in theory. I'll go 35 yeah. again. Then we've got a little bit of flexibility. Who gets what, haven't we? 35 there. I'll apply that one, didn't we? Shocking. I mean, we all, we all did. If we'd have said 20, we'd, we'd have been wrong between mm. them. And that would have been a, a very, very low guess back then as well. And, and you, I mean, there'll be people watching this now. It's very easy to laugh at us and go, oh, look at those idiots. But, you know, everyone was saying, you know, 15 each or 10 and 10 and 20 or whatever. Um, I think there was a stage later in the episode where it said, well, you know, if they play well and work together and, and Watkins gets 25 and Ings gets zero, you still count yeah. that as a, a decent partnership because like, they work together well. Um, mm. But yeah, where, where's my notes? Ings on five, Watkins on seven, 12 for them both in the league. You know, we're sat there in August going, we want 35. And if Villa perform and get top six, you do have two goal scorers that, that score, yeah. score, score a good amount of goals. I don't think anyone would have thought they'd be on 12 come March. And it's, um, it's a disappointing return, isn't it, when you reflect on it now? Yeah, I've lost count how many podcasts we've had done as well where we've said, they can't play together. We've sat there quite a lot. So that's been a big talking point amongst the season as well. Can they play together? Struggled of late. Gerard has put the two of them um, in attack recently for the wins over Southampton. Leeds mm-hmm. as well. And they worked all right together. But uh, like you say, when Ings signed last summer, you're thinking, okay, got some goal, got some firepower in this in this line now. Watkins will kick on again after his 14-goal season. You're thinking, come on then, there's goals in this team now. And the pair of them will really flourish. But yeah, it hasn't happened really. Um, two of them been in and out the sides as well. Gerard preferred Ings at one stage, and then he, he, he dropped Watkins for two games, and he come back in and scored. So, yeah, massively overplayed that one. Um, both got big reputations, done it in the Premier League before, and you're thinking they could do it again. But I think they'll be disappointed with their numbers this season. But like you say, nine games to go, they can um, they can try and finish on, on a real high. So I hope that happens. Yeah, I tweeted that earlier, and a couple of people said, "Oh, there's still still time left for them to, for them to hit your target of thirty plus." Um, if I suppose this is one of the ones that we can kind of amend, or you you and me get the chance to do so anyway. Yeah. There is nine games left. They're on twelve at the moment. How many will they be on when we get to the end of the season? Ooh, I'd love to see them chipping about four um, twenty. I think twenty should be a good number. You know what I mean? Another eight goals mm. between them. I mean, you want a bit more, but I think 20 will be a good ballpark for them to hit if they can do it. Yeah, I think 20 is probably a reasonable target to set. You know, yeah. Be not going to get 18 in the next nine, you wouldn't have thought anyway. Eight each. Um, eight, nine each. Nine. Uh, a goal a game. Yeah, maybe. Goal a game for them both. You, know, you never know. But yeah, let's aim for 20. I think, I mean, that sounds more acceptable, doesn't it? If we aim for 30 and they both get 20, that's not a, a terrible return, but 
is, is far less than anyone expected. Yeah. Um, where should we go to next? Where will it will finish? If you've got to put your neck on the line today, and we might still make further additions, where do Villa finish this season? Ooh. Ninth. Ninth. Like seventh. Seventh? Yeah. I was going to split the difference and go eighth. Eight. I was going to say, I wish I said it first now, because it looks <laughs> like I'll just... <laughs> I'm going to go eighth as well, yeah. Fair play. I think we'll be just outside you know what? the rest, the best of the rest. I'd be buzzing to be in that Europa Conference. I know a lot of people have slagged it off that Europa Conference League. I'd be buzzing just to get yeah. knocked out by an Icelandic team. Hmm. So I said I thought we'd come out of that well. We haven't really, have we? No. Matt said ninth, and we're ninth at the moment. That's obviously not where we have finished. Um, we could have saved ourselves a little bit by if one of us had said twelfth or thirteenth or something. We could have said, "Oh, look, well, we kind of, you know, we weren't that sure." You said seventh, though, and it seems some way off of Villa to get anywhere near that now, doesn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, the ten points off Wolves in eighth, and Gerard has spoken about internal targets. They've got a place they want to finish. I think it might be eighth, you know. But it, yeah, I think they need, they need to beat Wolves a week Saturday, draw the gap to seven again, and hopefully. Try and pick, pick Wolves eight, but yeah, uh, massively overplayed that one as well. You're thinking last summer, you're thinking they recruited well, you know, signing players for 30 million quid, and you're thinking, okay, we lost Grealish, the, the over dependency on him. Um, you know, kick on, you know I mean, they've got a more rounded squad, uh, I think they added quite well, but looking back, it failed to work out that way. Injuries have, have cost Villa a little bit as well, mm. but yeah, this is where they want to get to, and it's that jump from mid table to the the top top six now. That's the biggest jump. We, Villa have jumped massively in recent seasons, haven't they? They've gone from Championship, yeah. Survival, 11th last season, and then it's this jump now that's the highest one of all. So next season will be the fourth year of the, the well-documented five-year plan under the owners. And, and the end goal there in 2023 is European qualification. So like you say, coming around to a big summer again, and I think we need to be knocking on the, on the doors. Um, Top six, seven next season for sure. So, yeah, um, I think I think Villa are where they are for a reason. Dan, I think they've equaled the tally for losses last season, fifteen with nine to play. Mm. So, hasn't happened for them. Change of manager in November, uh, and like you say, I think they had a decent January and they're trying to trying to tail off this season quite well. So we'll see. But um, like you say, the, the results against West Ham and Arsenal previously that just shows you the gap at the moment, mm. and Villa are are mid table. Only table outfit at the moment. Is the five-year plan or the Villa project or whatever you want to call it, is that still on course? Are we still on course for where the owners want us to go? I, think so. I don't know about you you guys, but I feel like it's just, we, we've only seen improvement. So, look, this season hasn't even kicked the ball yet and whatever happens, happens. But I feel like we have made that progress and we're on course. Very a lot better than Tony Jarre's five-year plan. <laughs> yeah, where's it? the roller coasters? Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Even if this coming, I'm not trying to write this season off because I've got high hopes for it, but even if this season is a fair to middling maintaining of what's so far, I think the plan's still on course, isn't it? Well, yeah, because mm. you're more likely to go from, was it 17th, 11th, 10th, 6th? And 17th, 11th, 6th. It's an extra season, but it's more it's more realistic, mate. I think I think what will show whether the plan's on course is how Villa can cope with setbacks. For me, it will show that the project is about a way of working. It's about a system. It's about a method. It's about a way of recruitment. It's about a culture that you're bringing. It's not about an individual at all. And we need to come test that theory of showing that without Jack Greeley. Taking a bit of credit for that one to suggest it might take an extra season longer than yes. we all thought. Interesting to stuff, 17th to 11th to 6th, Matt was probably a little bit silly, wasn't it? There was another clip that we'll play later where Matt kind of suggested, oh, I feel like we have to get Europe this year. And mm. 
and we talked about would it be a disappointing thing to to not get that um but it does take a longer time to build doesn't it and you mentioned that gap between where we are now and where we want to be and it is a big gap isn't it it's not something that you you change overnight or rarely it's changed overnight i know people compare us to west ham that they've finished you know yeah. down the bottom end of the table and now they're right up there in a europa league quarterfinals and think oh that, that could have been us but it doesn't always work oh that does it you have to be a, a little bit patient sometimes and if next season is the year that we break into some kind of european competition we'll say well that's progress year on year and mm. yeah what what's to argue with that yeah, like you say, Villa have been really inconsistent this season um, from one result to another. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and they're mid table for a reason. But um, yeah, I think changing the manager, I think new methods of players. I think Gerard last week at Arsenal down, he said players are lacking the belief to go out and carry the game plan uninstructed on them. So he yeah. called a few out without naming them. Um, yeah, I think they've lacked a little bit of belief of late against the big big clubs. I think Gerard said that the players are waiting for this stuff to happen. So there's a bit of a mentality issue. At the moment, amongst amongst a few of them, and like you say, with, with the the top six in the so-called elite clubs, that, that they they have a winning mentality. And I think I think in the summer, if Joe wants to bring in winners, proven winners, like he did with Coutinho, Luca Dean's a winner as well. Callum Chambers has been decent decent addition, and he will shape his squad how he wants it. And I asked Joe last week about the summer, just how important is it? He couldn't stress it enough um, to really really get get amongst the group and filter out the ones that. The so-called weaker players, and um, yeah, get, get all the players to buy into it. Fresh season, they'll have money to spend again from the owners, and it, there'll be no excuses next season. Obviously, mm. the changing manager in November didn't help matters. I think Matt said in that clip then it will, it will depend how Villa how Villa deal with setbacks, and I think that was setbacks quite quite badly in the Camba, his his injury. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it all points to a big summer. And like you say, in your prediction, I think I think it's got to happen next season for sure. Yeah, let's talk about what our definition for success was because this is something that we'll again talk about in this summer and we'll all be saying what you just said. It has to be this year that we get uh, into Europe. So if I we're know. saying the same things in summer 2023 that we didn't make it, it has to be 2024. You can't just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. You have to change something at some point. So let's go back again to August and see what our definitions of success for Villa this season would be back then. What is your definition of success for Villa in 21-22? Come to you first, Matt. Probably Dean Smith's still been in charge. Yeah, because uh, if we fail, it won't be. Um, I want to win something. League Cup would do. I finish higher than last season. Hopefully, win a trophy of sorts. More points. Fifty-five yeah. was last season. Prove that by ten. Sixty-five be there or thereabouts. We'll be in the top four if we get sixty-five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more points on the board and. Yeah. Just, everyone's come away from Villa Park week by week and enjoyed that. Yeah. Really enjoyed going down there and as long as the enjoyment factor's there, everyone's happy with the way they're playing. If it doesn't happen one week, you get beat one week, okay. You win the next and yeah, look, Dean Smith's still in the job, doing something well there and a lot's good deep in the FA Cup. That, that got taken away from us last season. Yeah. FA Cup, you know what I mean, because of the COVID. So, good crack at that. I'll be happy and um, she's finishing a little bit higher. I've done a set myself too, too high saying yeah. top six and all that but more points on the board. Can I be progress? Pretty telling clip, isn't it? With the the benefit of hindsight, Dean Smith's still been in charge, gone in November. Mm. Uh, good, good run in the FA Cup out uh, in the first opportunity in the first yep. round win a League Cup maybe out against Chelsea on penalties mm. um, still finishing higher than last season is obviously still to be still to be seen but from our definitions this this season has been a failure it's been unsuccessful 
Yeah, I'm intrigued to see if Perzo does a um, he does end of season video, doesn't he, to address fans and looks mm. back at the season review. So I'd be intrigued to see how he, he rates this one because I think Perzo's last last summer he looked at it with uh, last season with with regret, given no Villa, Villa just faded away, didn't they? Yeah. In the new year, Jack Grealish injury and stuff like that. So he really thought Villa were on course for European football last season. And Perzo spoke of his not anger but disappointment at. Villa just slipping away when they did. So, then a big recruitment drive in the summer hasn't worked out that well. And it's been a season, yeah, season of change, really, hasn't it? And Gerard's at the helm now. And um, yeah, on the whole, do you, do you say it's been a been um, a disappointment, Dan? Been a failure this season, or it's hard to say, isn't it? I think so. Obviously, there's still nine yeah. games to go. I still think finishing in the top half after losing Grealish and especially. Yeah, even if you just said losing Grealish and signing two or three new players, I still think that's pretty good to get in the top half. The fact that mm. we've went on a losing run, sat the manager, got Gerard in, who's never managed in the Premier League before, and still managed to sneak into the top half, even if it's tenth on goal difference, I still think that's a pretty, in a weird way, that's still a success because it's better than last year and it's signs of progress. I think to to really say this season was unsuccessful or, or a failure by our own definition was to be involved in a relegation scrap again. And maybe at one stage, it looked like that, that could have been the case. But if we finish 16th or something this year, you think Villa, Villa aren't going anywhere here. So part of me still feels like if you do get into the top half or for some reason, I say you finish 12th, but you get more than 55 points. So it's better than last season. I still think part of me thinks that's that's success and something to build on with a new manager for next year. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with you, 100%. Um, that, yeah, that'll be the, the remit next summer to really kick on. And yeah, ninth, for, for first top-off finish in over a decade. So you've got to look at the pluses mm. there. Yeah. Another plus, like we mentioned, Jacob Ramsey's emergence. That's been a massive plus. Um, the players-wise, individually, hasn't been too much to shout about, as the real. Like Coutinho, that's been a great sign, got a great addition. I thought the January window as a whole was very good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, with McLaren Blue, Tinted glasses on. Um, Martinez signed a new deal, didn't he? Martinez long-term deal. Um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I think I think Gerard's brought brought brought, brought some different as well. I've, I've liked Gerard's management. I think results mm. have been decent. Um, performances against the big teams have been good. And um, but yeah, I've liked. You know, I've, should be starting the gap with Arsenal and West Ham. But but yeah, big big summer needed, Dan. And um, I, I'm trusting Gerard to, to really to do well next season. The last clip that I've got for this, it was near the very start of the podcast. I don't know what the, the conversation was with the first question, but Matt basically said that I feel like we need to get Europe now to avoid losing out on our, our yeah. current squad. I don't know whether this summer has made me think we need to move a little bit faster because I don't want to happen what's happened this summer. Mm. I don't want our best players to be cherry-picked. I want us to keep pace with their ambitions. I thought we could do that with Jack Grealish. Perhaps I was being naive, but I think we need to get in Europe this season, which to me creates, we're, we're really excited about the options that we've got and the signings that we've made, but it comes with a, there's no real bedding in period. I think James, in his pre-season preview, um, put that he thinks there could be teething troubles before we before we get up and running. I'm not sure we can afford those teething troubles, yeah. really. So I think as exciting as it is, I think it comes with a, a lot of pressure because I, I don't think we want to feel that feeling that we felt this summer of, feeling that, that our best assets have been ripped away from us. Matt, talk about possibly losing the best players. You mentioned Watkins and people like that. They haven't performed to the levels they hit well, last yeah. season either. True. So, um, 
I think the I mean, Matty Cash is interested from Atletico Madrid there, so depends what happens with him. He's, he's had a decent season, Matty Cash. But yeah, all the others mentioned that they haven't really pulled up any trees, to be honest. They've been no real standout player other than Ramsey, like, like we've said. So they've got to really kick on next season as well for their own careers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that they have yeah, aspirations to, to play in Europe and if they're going to do that, they've really, really got to improve. So yeah, I think a few of Performed way below the usual standards, the standards that we, we, we grew to them to see. So, yeah, um, they really need to kick on now. The Watkinsies and McGinn's. McGinn's been inconsistent. You can go from yeah. the brilliant to the bad. I think McGinn's been decent value this season, but on other occasions, I think he needs to he needs to really improve again. So, there's a few you can mention. Um, Concer hasn't really been uh, his best this season either. And yeah, in order for them to to push Villa forwards that they've got to improve and Gerard will look at that in the summer as well. He'll bring in more help in terms of recruitment as well. And the recruitment policy will be, will be under scrutiny under, in the summer given Villa signed, I mean, the, the decisions made last season, Bailey hasn't worked out really, Ings is jury still out on Ings um, mm. and players like that. So yeah, we'll see. But um, I think we talk about European football, Dan, like we have done, like it's an easy thing to do. It's not easy at all. Premier League's hard league. So it's not going to be a gimme for Villa. So um, yeah. we've got to, you've got, got to see signs of improvement big time from, from starting in August when the season starts again. There's a, there's a couple of comments suggesting they'd sell Watkins now, and which is, the, again, the benefit of hindsight. That A great point you just made there is that the players that were worried about losing have, have dipped their standards, essentially, from, from last year. So you know, if you just said back in August to sell McGeehan or to sell to sell Watkins, you'd be thinking, oh, that's going to rip, rip Villa's side up. But yeah. you'd be looking at selling seven goal a season, Ollie Watkins this year, and you'd probably think, oh, OK, well, we can replace him and, and do better. The one mm. that you'd be worried about, Emi Martinez, who's a genuine world-class goalkeeper, Sign a new contract this season, so yeah. if players leave because they've underperformed this year and we get decent money for them, you sit on the sidelines as a fan and say, "Yeah, fair enough, right? We move on. We're still here. We yeah. go again, kind of thing." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that was a pretty decent episode. I think to to fill the international break, I quite enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy looking back at myself because I think I've gained a little bit of weight since the summer. And Matt Kendrick has halved in size. He looks a totally yeah. different guy in those videos. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. What you say, he's lost loads of weight, Matt. Fair play yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. I, want, mm. that's, I want that to be me next summer. <laughs> I want to be the one that's <laughs> lost a load of weight. Um, yeah, Ash, thank you very much for your time, as always. Um, like I said, we can amend ours a little bit and, and look at the end of the season, see if what I mean, if Watkins and Ings don't even get 20, we look silly twice. So there's, yeah, there's that oh, risk. No. Come on, um, Matt. Thanks to everyone for watching along live and uh, getting involved in the comments as usual. We do appreciate it. And anyone watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or anywhere like that, do leave us a review, comments, those kind of things. They really do help. Um, yeah, thank you very much for watching or listening. We'll be back, I don't know, maybe earlier next week with something else, maybe an international review or something. Oh, I don't know. We'll work that out. It sounds depressing, doesn't it, when you say it out loud? <laughs> uh, if not, like a preview for, for Wolves will, will be the next thing that we do. So, yeah, thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.